welcome to the Hyper Combo Finish Podcast number 13. I am Chris McGuire, and with me is Marie Care. Well, hello, Chris. Well, hello there. How are you on this beautiful spring day? I'm doing fantastical. Isn't it always a beautiful spring day in San Francisco? Isn't that what you tell me? Yes, it's pretty much always this way. Yeah, yeah, you, you suck. You don't know, <laughs> I'm wonderful. Yay! Everything is sunshine and rainbows. How are yeah. you? It's, it's been a good week. It's been it's been a good couple weeks for both of us. Our personal lives are just popping at the seams, and Woo! our professional lives are, are doing well, and, and video games are happening. <gasps> video games, Chris. You played one of my all-time favorite games, didn't you? I did. I played uh, I played Uncharted 1 and Uncharted 2 uh, at your behest. <laughs> Yay! I Actually, I have to admit, I never played Uncharted 1, which is probably stupid and awful of me, and I should probably go do that right now, but play- Uncharted 2 is like one of the best games ever. Yeah, and you, you have played Uncharted 2 and 3, correct? Yes, I have, sir. And you like 2 best, though? 2 is the bestest. Gotcha. Yeah, it, it was a good opportunity for me to, to kind of dust off my PS3 and uh, put it through its, its ringer, and really, like, it does put the PS3, you know, it makes it look like a really fancy machine <laughs> it does i mean this like especially in uncharted 2 again i can't speak to uncharted 1 like the seamlessness uh those with the cutscenes, they're totally unbroken from gameplay to cutscene. that's for me at the time it was amazing yeah and uh, i was actually watching a lot of the, the technical interviews they had at the the end of uncharted 2 you get to unlock bonus videos and i was listening about the technology and i'm like oh that's a lot of work like a lot of animators and a lot of programmers really dove into this and they did some they legitimately awesome stuff yeah so I, it sounds like technically you have no bones to pick so no the, i mean technically the game's incredible right like it, it really is considering that that hardware came out so long ago mm-hmm. um the, the games still look great i i like the, especially the color direction. There are colors in these games. Yes. And it's like, it's not only like, you know, you look at the world of like, say, Gears of War or even some of the Call of Duty or Calls of Duty. Call of Duties? <laughs> <laughs> Duty. And, you know, you know, it's like, oh, hyperrealism is really drab. But it's like as colorful as the writing, Chris. Oh, Uncharted is as colorful as the writing. Yes. Yes. Mm. Well... Perhaps. Oh, oh, here we go. Yeah, so. I really did not like these games. Oh my God, Chris. I thought they were pretty terrible, to be honest. How, you know, you know, I like you, Chris. I've known you a long time. We've been through some things together. Yep. But God damn you, Chris. Uncharted <laughs> games are awesome. Ah, what, what don't you like? Uh, um. First and foremost, I really don't like the gameplay. I think, you know, the game is split between these two types, and there's the cover-based shooter and the kind of climbing simulator puzzle thing, right? <laughs> yes, the parkour, uh, uh, what's it, platformer. Right, or the, the push the joystick in the direction you want to go, and your character will get there through fancy animation simulator. <laughs> mm. uh, but first and foremost, like, I thought it felt terrible. The, you know, the shooting, you actually, it feels like you're playing the exact same sequence over and over. Nothing really changes. You dive behind a thing, you wait for dudes to pop their heads out, and you shoot at them with weapons. And the weapons are constantly running out of ammo, so you have to keep on picking up weapons that you don't like. <laughs> Dude, that's called realism. Oh, yeah, realism, because <laughs> you, you have so much experience running through battlefields and... Dude, Nathan Drake is a genocidal maniac. He, I have killed thousands of people in these games. 
And you know what? The game addresses that. Sort of. He says, well, who have you killed, Mr. Nathan Drake? Are you really the good guy? Oh, my See? God. Dude. All right. So that's the other thing. The writing I thought was terrible. Ah! <laughs> ah! So it's nothing but a pile of tropes ripped from really, really old action movies just thrown together. And it, dude, at the end, the, the dude says, you and I are not so different, you and I. Like, uh, he Killing actually people, says that. Yes. <laughs> so like the biggest trope in any movie ever. <laughs> but see you here. Okay, I I want to say I want to argue with you that that's not true. But of course, I can't deny that you and I are not so different. And also, I haven't played Uncharted two in many years. Mm-hmm. So Nolan North, whatever quality of writing there is, Nolan North makes it work. I no guess. Annoyed. I mean, I, I can totally see people being into that and into him. I guess to me and the he's performances, just, the actor, the other actors are fantastic too. I thought they're all just generic, boring people. Oh my god! Even Sully. Yeah. <laughs> what about Not the blonde that, chick he likes? Ah, she's just there. They're all just there. Uh, just sort of mechanical animatronic things spouting lines that were ripped up from you know a hundred different action movies and they're all just there and i just wanted to skip it oh god i had a great time and you know what i love the action movie genre and so maybe that's that's on me because i love those tropes i love seeing that shit i love i mean maybe i don't care for surprises but i mean it's just i'm into that you know, and I'm into it too, and I'm I'm okay with formulaic stuff. Like if mm-hmm. you do it well, like I'm I'm down with that. Like there, are, I, I like action movies. In fact, I like stupid action movies better than I like good action movies, to hmm. be honest. But this did not hit that chord with me, and I think part of it is it's a video game. It's not a movie. Like it would be a subpar movie, and it's a terrible video game. It's kind of like how I was seeing it. Wow. To me, I mean, I have, and I think I've gone on record, and I've even said this to you. It was the best action movie I've ever starred in that's how i felt about uncharted 2 and i guess you could you know you can say that like it's certain it's an action movie it's not a video game <sighs> i don't know i felt like the opening sequence where you're climbing up the uh, train and things are falling at you you didn't I mean, find that thrilling i did not find it thrilling because i know he's gonna make it up and it's gonna it's a movie he's just going through the paces and the thing is like the gameplay for those segments is you know, press the joystick in the right direction, and when it doesn't happen, you fail and have to redo the sequence. And that is not compelling to me. Um, you know, I, I like games that force you through a, something really specific, but it was so mushy and just so so prescribed. Everything is is um, scripted. It's all scripted, and that's cool. Like, if, if your game is doing that, like, and it's doing it right, you can make that good, but I don't think it did. Ugh. <laughs> I, don't, I am without words. I think I, this is the the hardest we've ever disagreed on a game. I like know. Right it is genuinely one of my top ten games of all time. And I, that's, you know what I don't get is I, I get that people like this game, and I, I don't fault you for enjoying it. Like, that's cool. You liked it, <laughs> and I see why. Like, there's definitely there's lavish attention paid to everything in this game, except the gameplay. But... Uh, <laughs> Oh. There's there's a lot of work put into this, and it's you know a lot of it comes out beautifully. The technology is incredible. The art direction is great. You know it's all there, uh, but it's I don't like it. I, playing uh, through it was work. It was work. Uh, uh, 
I just the dialogue I, I, like there's still I mean it has genuinely been years since I played this game and there's still moments that I remember of the dialogue like I there's I can't even remember the blonde chick's name whether he and <laughs> Nathan point pardon yeah Case okay I, but she's like super important. But I can't remember most people's names. I don't know who you are, for instance. Are you Tony? What's up? I don't know. Anywho, so there's Nathan Drake and the blonde chick are like talking about a plan to do something, and he's like trying to guide her and give have the game plan. And she's like, uh huh, yeah, uh huh. I'll take this and I'll do it and I'll do that. And it was a hilarious moment. It was straight out of like the Marvel Avengers movies. It was like that moment of comedy amidst action was very thrilling to me and like if you remember tenzin the the, the sherpa guide guy yeah his character was so great he hardly said anything but the way he said nothing was amazing he he was a fully fleshed out character to me and he was like so not even secondary tertiary he was like a quadrinary character and ah Really? I, I mean, I thought that he sounded like a robot the whole time. But no, that was just his accent, you racist. Yeah, but the <sighs> thing is, like, it's not like, how are you saying, like, that the acting, the, the way that he portrayed that, like, got things across to you? Like, to me, he was that sort of patient man being patient with Nathan Drake's idiocy and just letting things happen. So that he didn't have to, he's one of those show don't tell situations. And I thought Tencent was really good at that. He was like, oh, is that what you think is going to happen? Let's find out. He's really subtle and quiet. And Nathan Drake's like, oh, I want to talk, I want to talk, I want to talk. Tencent was like, hey, I'm the foil to you, bro. I guess. (laughs) Let's let let nature take its course. But then the whole time they're doing that, like they're doing these incredible, fantastical jumps and leaps and climbings that is impossible in real life. And so, like, I don't feel like you could really think anyone's a jackass who was doing that stuff. Like, the, the fact that he's like, oh, look at this stupid guy. coming! No, no one's stupid who's doing this. You are flying up a mountain. You are basically Superman. <laughs> well, like, you're you know not what? a jackass. It's just another day at work for Tenzin. Come on. So th- so he just he's just comes from a race of Supermen. Yeah. <laughs> Get with a program. And wouldn't wouldn't a race of supermen have like that same sort of disdain for us? Should I they guess. meet us? If, if, I could think of so many drinking games playing this game oh, that if God. I... I don't drink alcohol, first and foremost. But if I did, they would be more fun than playing the game. For example, oh. take a drink every time a platform crumbles away the second you jump off of it. That happens every five minutes. <laughs> hey, you know what, Chris? Go go jump on some crumbling shit and see whether or not that platform crumbles away from you. <laughs> that is like hyper-realism and shit. Oh, yeah, hyper-realism <laughs> all through this game. The way, oh, you know, as somebody who, like, I dabble in climbing up stuff every once in a while, seeing the stuff that they make Nathan Drake do upsets me. <laughs> They have him, like, you're going up a ladder, right? But you can speed go up a ladder by mashing the jump button. And what he, what does he do when you do this? He uses his arms to hurl his body up into the air and grab the rung above. That is not possible. <laughs> have you not watched American Ninja Warrior? I have, and this stuff is way beyond it. That's and like the-, the salmon ladder, though. Do you know what I'm talking about? They take the pole, and then they hoist it up onto the next rung. Yeah and, yeah, and it's awesome, and you have to be really strong. But Nathan Drake is doing jumps three times the height of the salmon pole and twice as fast. Because he's amazing. I, well, he must be, because he, he, he gets shot in the stomach, and he goes through this entire train mountain thing, and then he just has the second half of an action movie to go. 
like he's just unstoppable. Well, come on. If you're talking about like how unrealistic that is, how unrealistic are all games where you get shot, hide behind something, and then you're fine again? Yeah, but they justify it with fun gameplay mechanics. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, you know what actually got to me a lot, like towards the end of the second one, um, the chick gets hurt. You know, she gets shot. Oh, uh, she gets no half blown up. What's her name? Right? I forgot. See, <laughs> it's tough. It's more to my point. Oh fuck! <laughs> but uh, she she gets half blown up. But the thing is, this whole game, you're getting half blown up and getting shot, and you shrug it off because it's this inner, this regenerating health mechanic. It's really incongruous to me that that happens. That somebody gets shot, and then suddenly it's a big plot point because I'm getting shot the whole game. I got shot thousands of times. Well, maybe she's a hemophiliac. <laughs> Have you ever considered that? I guess that's possibly true. And mm. and that um, Nathan Drake is just kind of, uh, I guess he's got a superhuman healing factor that kicks in. Word. Obviously. It's from the ring he wears around his neck. You know, the one trope that I swore that they were going to do that they didn't do was injured love interest takes magical potion of life at the end to survive they didn't do that and i need to give them props there because i saw it coming a mile away i'm like oh my god there's this magical resin that makes people get healed and makes them impervious to everything and she just got mortally injured so of course that's what's going to happen and instead of doing that uh they cut away from her almost being dead to them being okay in in the village for no good reason (laughs) what medical care exists there was no explanation. Like, she was sitting there, and she's, like, saying her last words, and they're all getting sad. And then the scene cuts, and she's up in the village. She's like, you thought I was going to die. It's like, well, yes, because you were going to die. And then nothing happened, and now you're okay. Sometimes people survive getting shot. <laughs> they definitely 50 do. Cent? Are you familiar with the rapper 50 Cent? He's <laughs> yes. also an actor. I think he was shot, like, eight or nine times. And he complains about it still to this day. Yeah, but he's not dead, is he? No. And she was only shot like an eighth of that, and she's fine. Come on. Yeah, and she was like five mountains down from where they had to get to. (laughs) Still. I mean, she was there in a village when there were people there to help her, right? Yeah, once they got to the village, sure. Yeah, see? It it was just weird that they they just cut away. It it wasn't like, all right, let's administer first aid and see what we can do. They're like, we've administered first aid and we've been dragging her through this war zone and she can't take any more. She can't take any more going up the fucking mountains. Let her stay. Let her rest. Let her recuperate. No, but they were were still like at the Shangri-La place and they still had to get back up. Five mountains to get to the village. <laughs> mm. 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 That aside, I mean, I, I, I actually gave them, them props for that because they did not do the magical resin save her life thing. Yeah, that would be weird. And I, it looked like they were going... Every, every movie does that. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the, the main thing about it was that I never had a feeling of mastery of, like, the systems. Like, there wasn't... I didn't feel like I was getting better at playing the game. The whole way through was just kind of going through these rote sequences... And a lot of the fighting sequences, I would just go through and die and go through and die until the random circumstances let me win, you know? Huh. See, I did feel like I was getting better. Like, they're definitely on, like, the stealthing parts, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'd figure out how to get this and, like, how to get that guard and put him to sleep and stuff like that. But I would also argue that, you know, you're playing just a man. And granted, he is very strong and has, like, some sort of super regenerative powers, and, you know, you're not going to be a master of this. You're not going to be amazing at guns. 
you're not going to be awesome at parkour always. You're you're a, you're a man. You're just a man. Yeah, but the the game doesn't really address that. You you don't really feel vulnerable in the game ever. You you feel your guy's just doing his thing, and you don't have to do much to make him do these awesome things. You write, you just push a direction, and he does it. Um, and and like the the technical like the animation and the the design of the environments to do that is incredible. Totally. The thing is, like, I think a lot of that stuff is there because the game design was weak. You know, the puzzles handheld you through every step of the puzzle. Like, you get into a room, it's like, what do we do next? And, like, there's voiceover that tells you what to do next. And it because the game is not confident enough in its abilities for you to figure it out. Uh, uh, so, I think that... What, what difficulty level were you playing it on? Normal. Huh. Well, maybe you're, you're just not normal, Chris. I, I don't claim to be normal at all. <laughs> maybe you are hard. <laughs> but I think that, you know... And I admit this happens. It's one thing we have to account for is that games are, especially a big blockbuster game like this, is made for a wider audience than just us, right? People who play all the games all the time. Certainly. And so it's necessary. Some degree of handholding is necessary, I believe, in puzzles. But still, that being said, I remember a few puzzles where I was a little bit, hey, puzzled. Um I remember like having to look through my notebook a lot and figure out what, you know, turn this guy this way and turn that guy that. And I don't recall being told outright what I was supposed to be doing. I spent a lot of time like trying to figure shit out. So, well, see, so, so that's interesting. I think the game's method of, of pointing you in that direction uh, was a little ham fisted. So you're right. Like you do have to look at, at the, the notebook, but the notebook always opens to the pages you need. Right. It's not like, oh, we have this resource that I can go back to and I'll check it out myself on my own time or when I need it. It's like, oh, I've seen this before and you've never seen it, the player. It's mm -hmm. something that Nathan Drake has seen in his notebook. So he opens the book to exactly where this puzzle is and he's like, great, you, you got to leaf through two or three pages and figure it out. And um, that's not the environment telling you. It's not the puzzle itself. It's kind of like this hand of God coming down and saying, hey... I think you ought to look here, you know? That's that's what I talk about when I, I, I'm, I mean hand-holding. Yeah, but see, the thing is, I think that even, and I, even with the notebook and sort of this hand of God coming down, I feel like oh, there's a wide audience of people who won't put two and two together and understand how to do the puzzle still. That's true. And that, and that has to exist for them. And so when I think of notebooks and referring to them, uh, did you ever play Morrowind? I have not. So there's like a notebook in that game and you take like notes on everything that happens basically and you can refer back to it. But it's like this is hundreds of hours of a game in this notebook and leafing through it is, is such an incredible pain in the ass. Like how do you understand where to go? And so I was grateful for having like some indication of where to go in the notebook. And even when you're in the notebook, it's like, here's a drawing of a dragon with an arrow pointing at something. If that's not that telling. Okay, so there's an arrow. What do I do to its butt? Rub it? Throw something at it? You know? Right. So well, it's still. Yeah, it's, it's not the core competency of the game, right? The game's not a puzzle game. No. But why does it have those sequences then? Like, it, it I never kind of got that oh, I figured it out, Rush. You know, every time it happened, like, all right, I have put in the requisite number of keys for this game to unlock and let me progress. Hmm. Great. 
you know, and, and when I think about a really good puzzle game, uh, not even necessarily hard, you, you think of something like Portal. When you figure out a room in Portal, you feel awesome. It's true. Yeah, and it's and true. the game doesn't really, the game's just like, here's the environment, figure out how to get from point A to point B. I'll make fun of you while it happens. And that's kind of the charm of Portal. Yeah. Is is that the 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 environments teach you where to go, but you feel like you figure it out yourself. And in Uncharted never really gives you the chance to feel like you figure it out yourself, you know? Yeah, so I, again, I just I think my expectations of the game were so different from yours. I wasn't expecting you know, this sense of mastery. I was I was expecting a story, a really fun story for me to go along with. And that I felt it delivered. I can and I can see that. I mean, the story did not grab me because it felt, it felt like things I had seen many, many times before, only done worse. Um, <laughs> but but I, mean, I totally get like being into it. Like it, it's it's a spectacle. The whole way through is a spectacle, and it it really prides itself on that. But um, I I really I mean maybe it is just Nolan North, and I really like the guy. But I felt like Nathan Drake was such a really charming and compelling character. He was so fun. And I hear that a lot. I hear a lot of people say that. And I was expecting, you know, to be charmed by him. And I wasn't at all. Oh. It's just like, this is generic white dude, 26. Why is cracking white dude, 26? Oh, geez. But he's clever and charming. And he genuinely cares about what's her face. I guess. Right? Whatever right? the script calls for, man, I guess. Uh, I just, uh, I, now I want to go play it again. It doesn't seem like a game with a lot of replayability. No. Like you play it like an action movie and it's like, great, I saw that action movie, I enjoyed it. I don't want to watch it again, you know. I'll watch it again once I forget it. Yeah, and I kinda like I I that's the thing. I feel very happy with the fond memories I have of that eight hour gameplay, you know? Great. And I, I certainly don't want to diminish that for you. Like You I have diminished like it. it, sir. <laughs> I'm really glad that, you know, you were into it. And I'm glad that there are people who are into it. And I'm actually really surprised that this game has wide critical acclaim, to be honest. I don't Ugh. get it. Like, wide crit... I understand, like, a lot of people liking it. But I don't understand, like, the nearly unanimous praise. Because I don't think it deserves it. Ugh. It was... Ugh. I just don't know how to talk to you now. It's... I mean, I, I can't necessarily argue back your points because it has been so long and i don't remember you know the scripting the gameplay etc yeah but, but i just i don't feel as though i would have come away with such a an incredibly positive view of the game had it not been good it's good to you yeah <laughs> it's bad to me it's just our opinions man I, I just feel like we have so much agree to disagree among us yeah. and that's what makes our dynamics so compelling oh gee <laughs> But, you know, as, as I was playing it, I was thinking a lot about uh, a recent game that came out on the PS4, The Order 1886. Oof. And I have not played that game, but everything I have heard written about it is how I felt playing Uncharted. You know, they're like, you are going through these can sequences and it's kind of uninspired combat. And you j there are these random quick time elements that jump in. And it's really, they wanted to make a movie and not a game. It's kind of how it felt. And that's how I felt. And so... It's interesting to see the critical reception on The Order be so universally bad and see Uncharted, which was just a couple years ago. No, like, it's more than a couple of years ago. It was uh, like the, four years ago. The first Uncharted ago. was 2007. Okay, and then Uncharted 2? was like two years later, I guess. Okay, so that's quite a lot of time. I mean, think yeah, about... It's been like six, six years since Uncharted 2, and the third one probably came out, I don't know, 
five, four years two, ago? Two or three years ago. But the thing is, like, think how much games change in such a short amount of time. And I, I think it, it, it doesn't help that you're playing it sort of out of the context of the games milieu, so to speak, you know, because it's like it really stood out to me at that time as I can't even remember other games I played that year, you know, but that game was huge for me. And so maybe at this point, games like that are stupid and old hat because Uncharted existed. Maybe uh, I would make the argument that a good game stays a good game, though, like. There are lots of games that I play that are really old that I think still hold up. And there's a lot that don't, you know, there's a lot of games I go back and I'm like, this is crappier than I remember. <laughs> it's garbage. But some of them are just the, the gems that you keep going back to. And I don't think this is a game that anyone really goes back to. No, I, I, I definitely don't think I'm ever going to replay it, but it did deliver on the initial playthrough. It was a and good you, you were just like enthralled the whole time. Huh? And Totally. Totally. I, I mean, I think I played it straight through. Yeah. It was awesome. And I had another friend who, who's really enjoyed these games, and I was talking to him about it, and he was like, well, you, you got to put it in context, and having someone hype it up to you, like, it's, it was a wonderful surprise at the time, and it, it coming out, you know, was, was great. Um, but the thing is, like, I, I was trying to put it in context of the time and the games that I enjoyed around then or before then, and it still didn't hold up. Like, I was thinking, like, as I was playing the combat, I was like, this is loose and mushy, and I don't like it at all. But were games better than that? And then I was thinking, oh, Resident Evil 4. That came out two years before this. And I think that game had far superior combat, like hmm. light years ahead. Well, Resident so, Evil 4 was a very partic a particularly good game, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, so you played that one. Yes, I did. Uh, and you but liked it. I did like it, but I don't think it was as strong on story and acting. Oh, I mean, certainly not. Yeah. But that's part of Resident Evil, right? Yes. <laughs> And it had one of those drab brown worlds. Oh, it totally did. Yeah. So, yeah. But you know what I'm talking about when I say like the combat in that game was visceral and you could come back to it and it was fun. Yeah, it, like, it was it's, fun. It set up these systems that you could just keep coming back to and they would put the same characters into a different situation and then throw a twist at it and it would be compelling every single time. You feared for your life. <laughs> it's true. But I, they're very, very different games. They, they totally are. But, you know, I think the the uh, actual mechanics of the fighting is not as different as it seems on the surface. A mm. lot of it is running around this kind of open environment and shooting at dudes. There's no parkour in Resi 4. There's very limited parkour in Resi 4. <laughs> <laughs> There's the context-sensitive jump-over-a-gate sort of things and climb up this and leap out of a window, uh, that sort of stuff, but certainly not. Um, and, you know, I kind of liked that better about that game. Like, every time you did that action, it would be something that you knew what would happen. Like, you jump out of a window, he jumps out of the window the same way every time. And mm. it's all just, like, this canned animation, but at least it's a reliable canned animation, you know? Mm. Um, whereas in this game, like, when I would be behind cover, I'd try to jump to, some, to another piece of cover, and sometimes it would work, and sometimes he would get stuck on an edge, and sometimes he would go somewhere I didn't even want... So many times I jumped out from cover and he leapt over the box in front of him and got <laughs> shot in the face. That happened a lot. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Uh, and I can see, like, you know, if, if the whole package is suitable to you, like, that doesn't matter, right? Like, you have some, some crappy things happen. It doesn't matter because you're having a blast the whole way through. And if I, I didn't have that blast. I just, I don't remember getting a whole lot of shots in the face, honestly. So, hmm. You're just better at shooting stuff than me. Yeah. And maybe that's the problem. 
<laughs> Maybe you just you're just not very good at shooting. But no, I I can I I I see your points and I uh, say, hey, how about them? But I continue yeah. <laughs> to to enjoy my own view on the the game. So exactly. There. Yeah, I, I'm really surprised that people really love the characters as uh, much as they do, really, to be honest. I just, um, I don't even know what to say anymore. When Uncharted 3 came out, I got, like, the whole collector's edition with, like, the big box. And, like, it has, like, a necklace with the, the, the ring that he wears. And I, like, wore that necklace <laughs> for, like, a month. What a dork. <laughs> oh, you're a dork. Shut up. <laughs> I loved I, it. I can't believe that both games, you didn't play the first one. Tell me if the third one, they both go to like Nazis and the occult are the background, are the backbone. <laughs> it's like Nazis were going after this hidden zombie thing. And it turns out it was a horrible hidden zombie thing. Um, well, not Uncharted like zombies 3, like you think. you know. Right. Yeah. But it's still the same thing. Sure. The Uncharted 3. Are there Nazis in Uncharted 3? I don't remember if there are Nazis, but there's definitely something spooky. I'm sure. Yeah. And then I didn't think Uncharted 3 was as good as Uncharted 2. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's just like that opening sequence for me with Uncharted 2 where I'm climbing up that train. And again, it, maybe it was just the, the context of the times. It was like, whoa, what's happening? This is stunning. I was thrilling to me. And then the opening sequence for Uncharted 3 was like a bar fight. Okay. And so I was like, hmm. Kind of I will down. say my favorite part of both games is an Uncharted 2 when you are on the train before it crashes and you're you're kind of careening through the mountains. That part was neat. Like that was visceral and cool. And yeah. Jumping from car to car and, you know, shooting people. That was a cool sequence. I think it went on twice as long as it should have, but it was <laughs> it was cool. I actually made Ben watch me do that. Like I did it once and then I'm like, Ben, 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 watch. And then I made him watch me play the train part again. Yeah, I like that much part so much better than the garbage climbing segment. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a really thrilling way to start the game, you know? It was that in medias res kind of approach to things. Framework narrative. And I'm like, what am I doing? Who am I? What's going on? Yeah. Was, mm. Why did they make us do it twice? You know, when you actually get to that segment, it's like, oh, remember that part in the beginning? Do it again. <laughs> so you can feel um, badass, like a sense of mastery, possibly. You know what's happening? A sense of mastery of pressing the joystick. Uh, but you know where to go. Come on. <laughs> Everything is pressing the joystick in a direction. Yeah, but other games do it better. Pac-Man does it better. It's more oh, visceral in Pac-Man to move the joystick Christ, around. Jesus Christ. That God. Cannot believe he just said that. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm saying it and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> oh, Pac-Man plays way better than Uncharted. I, th I feel like this should be a headline on something right before you get stoned to death. You know, it's like... <laughs> Man says blah, and now we all hear your stones. Throw them. Jeez. Oh. Man says blah. Here's a pile of stones. Yes. He said you this. Everyone go for it. You know what to do. Come on. So, yeah, I mean, that that's what I felt. I, I have the third one. I bought them all. I don't know if I – I probably am not going to play it because it, it's homework. Oh. <laughs> Although now I kind of want to play it just to see if I like it. Like, actually, I thought Uncharted Three was really the best turned one. the series around and was <laughs> the best one. They really picked up that that immersive quality that the first two lacked. Marie, I just disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I think maybe you just like to be contrary. You know, you just I do like that, but uh... I, that was not the case in this game. It wasn't like I, I wanted this game. I tried to give it you know the most open mind I could. Um, I was like, I don't usually like these story-driven, jump-through, 
um, jump through cutscene sort of games. I'm not usually into that, but I'm gonna, you know, everyone I I, I like likes this game, so I'm just gonna open mind, and it just let me down. <sighs> well, I am sorry to hear that. I'm I'm sorry to know that you're so wrong. Um, <laughs> but you know, here's the thing that actually actually really quick quick time events. I was talking about quick time events at some point with my wife Kelly, and she was like. If everyone hates quick time events, why do they have them? And I didn't have an answer. <laughs> why do quick time events exist uh, at all? Do you do you know why? I have no idea. I guess I mean I tried to think about it. I mean none of the games I I've ever worked on on the production side had them. You know, yeah. so it's like Ugh. But like even in like the new God of War the, or the latest one, there were like quick time events. Why? I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, and, I don't it know. seems like everyone hates them universally. There's no one who's like, I love quick time events. No one says that. Maybe there's. It's just to. It's like thrilling. It breaks you out of the cycle somehow. It maybe it serves a purpose in terms of. I have no idea. Honestly, we should get uh, like a designer on the phone to figure it out. Yeah, I would love to like just learn more about that because if if that is the case, like I believe like someone making that pitch. But the thing is, it's universally reviled. Like no one's. And if something after after you're done playing it makes you think that, like, I didn't enjoy that, why is it there? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I know some guys who've worked on console games, so I, I will ask. Huh. Well, here, let's move on because I feel like we're never going to, you know what, let's let's continue to be friends and not discuss this ever again. But Okay, we can, we can pretend that this conversation never happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually recently downloaded Don't Starve Together. Ooh. And I feel like that might be like a, a, like a meeting in the middle kind of thing for us to play. I guess meeting in the middle is like, it's a game I like, Chris. That I also like. Exactly. Which I don't know how often that even happens anymore. God damn it. You know, I feel like when we started this podcast, we agreed on everything and liked everything together. And now it's the opposite <laughs> is true. And I don't think our tastes change. So no. I think we're just delving deeper into this and just finding finding more we're learning about ourselves yes well i actually i believe an early criticism of our early podcast was that like we we're like politely um accepting of each other's views yes right and it's just like oh that's your opinion good for you and now uh, the gloves are off <laughs> <laughs> so i i'm okay with that yeah so so what platform do you have don't starve together on the steam oh perfect yes we can do that yes yes we can Make so. a server and play. Oh, let's stream it. We will stream. Oh, that's smart. Hey, everybody <laughs> listening to podcast, all 12 of you, you should stream things on Twitch. Just saying. Yeah. And uh, we, we may be doing that very soon. I, I think both of us are planning on getting more into the whole streaming culture and uh, kind of figuring that out because it's fun. It it's is. It's really fun to watch people who are entertaining play video games. Yes. And, uh, let's be those people, Marie. Yes, let's. You and me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Woohoo! All right, well, then I will catch you later. Bye, Chris. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.